mean, I mean, I mean, I like that. Welcome in, welcome in. You are locked into hour three of RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. A little bit of that 90s West Coast G Funk. They were just called the twins, the twins right? Yeah. That's it, yeah. Um, and and that was really the only single, right? Of course. <laughs> that was it. Okay. They they went to the party, decided they only wanted a glass of uh, a wine and not the whole bottle, and they left the party and never came back. But that's an important lesson. No one go is, home. It is yes, unless... and there's and there's nothing wrong with that. Go home. <laughs> go home. We're safe. Cause it ain't safe. It ain't safe. It ain't safe. There's always work at the post office. Is there though? Do you know what movie that's from? No, what movie? That's is a there? line in Hollywood Shuffle. I, I, you know, when the grandma was saying that, <laughs> when he was trying to get into Hollywood, he wouldn't act. She's like, "It's always work at the post office." What I remember that most stuck from with Hollywood me as a kid. Shuffle, <laughs> I remember uh, what was it? Whole cakes and Winky Dinks. Yes, that those that's and Winky Dinky Dog. Winky Dinky Dog. That's it. Fahima in the chat says, I admit Nikki does have bars. She can't touch Megan, who would silence her in a freestyle battle. I agree with that. That Megan would chop Nikki oh, up? for sure. Mm, I, I don't know. I think it would be an interesting. I don't know if she would slice and dice her like that. I think it would be an interesting battle. But I don't know if I just, I'm just going to go ahead and say, because Megan can spit. I'm not discounting that. I always talk about that, but Nikki got bars too. She does. Nikki has punchlines, different kind of delivery. Megan's quick and witty as well. Andy, your boy Andy had to get up in this group chat. Absolutely. Um, I disagree with Fahima. You think Nikki, right? Megan has no chance <laughs> against Nikki. Nikki got true old school metaphoric bars. Megan can rap, but I don't get. I like a, I like wit. I like cleverness. I don't get that too much from from Megan. In comparison to Nikki, no, to no, no, Nikki. no. I mean, Let I me was specify with you. that. Yeah, no, I get that. I agree with that because Nikki's going to change up her pronunciation. She's going to bring in four of her personalities to deliver the bars. It's going to have whatever, all in a clever mix. You know what else I like about Nikki? What's that? She always got some sort of sport reference. She does. I Vince like Lombardi. that. I, don't know. I, I, I love that. But yeah, she always does. Don't I don't know how much she really actually knows about sports though, but she knows enough to drop the references correctly. Or <laughs> Safari did and set her up right. It's funny that you said. I was just getting ready to say. Um, I think people should go and Google. Nikki, not Nikki, but go and Google Megan's freestyles. She's done several of them at no, radio stations, just like off the rip, off the fly. We and heard them. I mean, one of my favorite. The reason why I started loving Megan was based off of a freestyle. I think was it with Flex or was it with that Sway? Was, that was the one, one that put her on with uh, with Flex. That was the one. Like, oh yeah, she's got it right. Um, Nikki is is this girl? I, I she's she's old school, and in that sense, she is sitting in the back room with a pen and a pad, writing her her raps down. Okay, to well, make them perfect and right. I, I mean, I would want to see it, but right. I think it would be a good battle, but I, me, win. in 2023, am giving the edge to Nikki Lewinsky. That's cool. You know. With her number one album streamed. That's right. I mean, because here, this has nothing to do with the freestyle aspect that we're talking about. 
But um, who's still listening to Cobra? No one probably listening to Cobra. Right. I, I, th- I think the moment is over. For Megan? Do you really? <laughs> I So she just signed a new distribution deal, right? And she is producing. Like, I thought the Cobra track was a banger. I thought that was really nice. You know, at, at, at every point in an artist's career, I think that they should take a break. And I think that there's but she just... Did, didn't she take a break? But she did, but there was always this, like, a cloud of drama surrounding... Both of them, really. Um, I just miss when people, like, disappear. And, can and, they afford to in this era? And I was just getting ready to say that. Um, I think that people have the idea that you can't do that in this climate. And I always default back to Beyonce. If Beyonce can disappear for years at a time... And come like a thief in the night, right? How long? Did, oh, so one and drop music and still be relevant and still be popping. It just speaks to your talent, and I don't think it's that a, these girls work hard enough or drop anything that's that's shifting. Over to the do past that. ten years, how many albums has Beyonce released? Three, maybe. If I'm thinking right, if I've got four, my math right, right. So three she or four. Yeah. Beyonce. She no four. Beyonce. Mm-hmm. We got Lemonade. Yep. Black is King, and Renaissance. There was another one in there, but I think they were missing. The Homecoming Live album or something? Some, we're missing something okay. in there. So that's so four and a possible, mm-hmm. right? Over like a decade time span. So that's pretty consistent. We didn't we didn't get artists. You think about this. How many solo albums does Michael Jackson have? Five. Right. Do you know how many albums Drake has? 12 basically so I, I think that i understand your point because you know i like a little mystique i think that should go away but i think that sometimes it's hard to get back in because the industry and fans can be fickle they really will zoom by you and be like oh you back <laughs> we on this now because where's ice spice Who's thinking about these girlies? But, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Ice Spice was everywhere. She was the next big thing. Then it was like Glorilla came out, and people were like, oh, she's up next. These girls. And then Sexy Red came out, and Glorilla is struggling to regain her bit of relevance. These girls are artists of the moment, like a lot of these people are, and they don't do anything that that solidifies them and kind of cements them into a place where they can take breaks and they can like they don't do anything that shifts the marker but is, and is it the, harder to do at this no juncture mm-mm. no it's not beyond every time beyonce i keep defaulting back to that because but she, beyonce got budget mm, she didn't always have budget though. right and when she didn't have budget she was locked into a more traditional model that sort of had to be you know, fit into the the normal standard for success at that time. I just really think that people aren't doing anything that is number. It's it's all it's nothing is original. I think everything is like a copy or like a a, a compete with the, with the other girls to try to knock them off the throne. No one no one is doing anything that says, wait a minute, 
this is different. Like, whoa, let's look over here. I, I think B has over the past few She's years. the only one. And, and we'll get That's in. why I keep bringing her and, up. And, oh, Kendi, we're going to get into your comment in one second. Oh, wait, we I forgot about the chat. absolutely are. Andy, what do you have to say? Um, Shows like TRL and 106 and Park are incredibly missed in today's, you know, yes. music scene. I think, you know, you had those type of shows come on every day, Monday right. through Friday. A music countdown. So, like, you would hear Bow Wow every day. That's why he became Mr. 106 in Park. So, imagine if shows like that was still was still here. You, you probably you would probably see a Ice Spice video every day, and she probably would have the opportunity to come onto the show and perform. We don't have shows like this no more. But at the same time, I agree with you wholeheartedly, 100. percent But will they sit for it when they can essentially go to Instagram? and see their favorite celebrity anyway every day, or not just see them perform, get to hear them talk about their life or whatever, feeling like it's a direct conversation. I think that that plays a toll in it too. I think there's still some value um, with the TV. You know, it's like, think about it, like Shannon Sharp, for example, right? Or Stephen A, for that matter. They're on TV on a regular basis. And they I think are. that helps the viewership to their YouTube. So I don't know. I just think that there's some people who don't rock with social media. There are definitely people that don't. So, you know, if, if there was this particular but program on TV. But in their fan base, though, the most of, majority of them do. And they don't rock with TV. But I understand your process, your um, concept in general about the showcase and the shows. Yeah. But I think even if you tried to put something like that on YouTube, I don't think that it would do well. My point. I think it needs to be on regular TV. But the kids don't watch it. If you put it on TV, maybe they will. There's DVR. Oh, no, I, they American. don't watch TV. Period. They don't care for that that instrument. They use their phone, and they don't really watch network TV. They're into YouTube and TikTok. Okay, well then, BT have your own YouTube page and have 106 a Park right there. I say cover all aspects. Okay. TV, social media, all that. But we need music shows. We're a Soul Train, American Bandstand. There's no music shows other than The Voice, American Idol. You know, they're trying to find the new star instead of establishing current stars. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like, but to your point, there's some online outlets that do that, that kind of are trying to. Like? Um, what is it? The one, well, the guy, Terrell, that just interviewed the members of Destiny's Child. And then there's this other I one. I don't know about him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is the other guy's name? I can't remember his name, but he, he exactly. I mean, I didn't say that I utilized it. I'm not. But, I'm not watching videos on TV or otherwise like that. Cause they're not just, on TV. But you no, know, even if they were, why, I'm not gonna wait for the countdown when I can just go online and look at it whenever I want to. Uh. We kind of talked about the fatigue of everything being instantly at your fingertips now i think that is kind of the same thing do music videos even hold the same thing because most people look at them once now and kind of move on from it because and there's you spend not that all that money and it's not having the same impact once again i think because there's not that programming i mean yeah you have like you have revolt they show music videos but who has access to revolt um revolt. Spectrum Comcast. Yeah, if you're paying that, that premium. The, the extra, yeah, for the extra tier. I, 
you know, that is something. There's no place to direct them to or whatever. The chat is chatting, boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Shannon says, Nikki raps so fast, I can't understand half of what she's saying. Um, Kendi says, Beyonce isn't really relevant like that. She got crushed by Taylor Swift and she drops albums that quickly become irrelevant, just like her Lion King album. Baby, Renaissance is Grammy nominated. Renaissance won a Grammy, I believe. Renaissance, the tour was the top selling tour of 2023. Not taking anything away from Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift is a phenomenon all her own. But let's look at the difference of who their audiences are. Beyonce's audience, especially for this album tour, black women and the gays. Taylor Swift, young teenage white girls, predominantly, right? Who has the bigger grouping? I mean, I I feel like (laughs) Beyonce has been in the game for 20 plus years at this point. So respect that she is still here and relevant, putting out high quality work. To say that her tour was irrelevant when everyone was talking about being sold out in silver, she single-handedly brought silver back into the fashion conscience. Just because she was like, I want y'all chromed out for my tour. Now, you can say she is not as relevant as Taylor Swift for some. That is factual. But to say that she is not irrelevant is really ridiculous. Because even in her irrelevance, she's still setting records. So, I don't know. Seems pretty sad if the irrelevant one is the one that's setting the pace. What are we going to do with that? Kendi also says it really depends on how and why you disappear that will determine the public's anticipation. Look at Kanye, for example. The public is always anticipating his return. Yeah, because we like to see good foolishness. I, I mean, what when I say like, when I say it what, like that, what you say, I mean, Andy, we can't hear you. Say that again. <laughs> Cut your mic on. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, I was just saying, are we really anticipating his return like that? Yes. I think that there Yay has a core group of fans that are I I don't think his fans have a, a group name, but they are them and they're gonna buy the Yeezys, they're gonna buy the merch, they're gonna run some stuff up. His core base is always anticipating his return and support. He's earned that, you know? But as far as the rest of the the people, I think people are looking forward to sometimes seeing, well, what's he going to say this time? What type of foolishness is he going to do? But I don't think the same anticipation is there for everyone for his music. Even though you know that Ye is going to give you something. He's still creative. You see it in flashes, but you're just so bogged down from the other stuff that sometimes surrounds Yes, that. he's found a way to make people want whatever he's saying. And he, like the comment said in the chat, he can disappear and come back because we are anticipating it. Even if we don't like it, we still tune in, we still watch, we still comment, and we still engage. He's found a way to make himself relevant even without the music. And I think that other people need to follow suit. I think he wants, but here's the thing though. I think early on, he wanted the music to be relevant. Right. But I think as he's evolved, he's discovered. He wants to be a legacy around, you know, 
in a 360 approach fashion music yes, whatever everything ever, you know sound design <laughs> da, 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 da. i think it is expanded more than just the music the music is a part of it but i don't think that that is his primary focus where he is worried about leaving his mark andy um regarding megan um i think the the tory lane situation probably took a shot at her career to a degree there was a lot of Tory Lanez fans and I think ever since that situation and then even with you know the partisan Fontaine Mm -hmm. you know for whatever reason I think just those scandals those situations it just kind of like chipped at her career a little bit to where maybe some people got turned off for whatever reason I I mean I think so but I also think that you know not she was already on an ascension when that took place but I do think in some ways it elevated her even further for a second just by nature of the timing of it happening and it was coming off of the racial reckoning of the things before and Brianna's is it Taylor or Stewart the young lady that was in her home and the police in Detroit it is Taylor. Okay. And the Brianna Taylor situation, it very much was rise up and protect black women, support black women. And who is standing up for black women, which is factual and true. But I also think that in that moment, her career benefited from, you know, kind of a perfect storm, ugly circumstance, but a perfect storm in that it very much was about who is standing up for black women, who is protecting them, you know, in these instances of, you know, harassment, violence, whatever, who is being their voice and their lead. And so I think all of that happening around that made people want to, especially black women, rally even more around Megan to protect her and also as a reaction to the things that were going on outside as far as the community and culture. Yeah? No? Maybe? SS <laughs> Fest didn't help her either. Oh, oh, oh. Well, see, I feel like the people that were being critical of that were being silly. You got to evolve. And you can't, st- because SN- here's the reality, right, of what happens at festivals and things of that nature, right? You start out with a group, a crowd, a certain age group, right? And naturally you grow and then other people come in or whatever, but at a certain point, your core crowd that you created it for, they're gonna outgrow it for a number of reasons. Do you know what I'm saying? And you have to go back and freshen it up. You have to bring some connectivity to that next generation. And you have to, you know, touch them. And I felt like people were being a little, they're not being honest about where they were when they were younger, right? That's one. I also think that you have to let the youth be the youth and find their way. You can't say to them, "Eh, when has that ever worked? You shouldn't like that. That's not it. And I understand appropriateness and and different things of like that. But if this is an event for the celebration of women, for what they're into and their evolution, you can't say, but not that type. 
even though you guys all seem to like it and it represents some aspect of you. Blame That's my opinion. You blaming who? NDRE. She's the one who made the comment that oh. blew, <laughs> blew it out of proportion. Well, you know, I'm not the type of girl that's in the video. I am. But no, I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that because I am in the, I used to be. Not yes. Currently. Not currently. Uh, that's just how I feel. That's just how I feel. Did, did we, is that a, Okay, when we come forward, we're going to get into more trending topics, more headlines. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. Hey, keeping you informed, entertained, and always ahead of the curve. Ahead of the curve. Hey. This is RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So Urban Spinster wanted to let us know that Terrell has over 1 million followers on his YouTube channel and was on the Today Show with Hoda and Jenna. So, you know, he's making moves. He's making noise. He got most of Destiny's children on his show. He's had some big um, appearances. So I think he does his part in helping to keep the culture going and spread the love. He does. I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, So listen, Kendi also, oh no, we talked about that. Channing Thompson says bring back Soul Train. It's not going to work, y'all. And Video Soul. It's not going to work. Video Soul's back. It's still here. Donnie said that. I I think so. I I think think it's somewhere. On on one of the streaming things or something, yeah. Andy, we need we need that on TV. We need that back on BET. Jill, you are embracing the future, huh? You like the stuff in the '90s and late '80s, just ain't popping in 2023. No, it's not that. Like, let me tell you, because I feel fortunate to be a Gen Xer. You know, I feel like I got the best of both worlds. I appreciate and embrace technology, but I know how to live and function and move without it. And I think that there is something as far as connecting to art that being so connected digitally, we almost lose. You know, I think about sometimes like when you go to a concert or a live event and everyone is, because everyone's filming the whole thing, they're there live, but they're looking at it through their phone still. And that's always wild to me. I mean, I do it too at times, you know, sometimes when you want to record and bring it back with you. But when you really think about it, you are there live, but you're looking at it through your phone. Yes. And that is how in 2023 we have become comfortable with a lot of experiences. And so for me, I I just think maybe because, too, you have to think, I did work on 106 and Park when I worked at BET and I saw the audience shift. I saw how they stopped caring. I saw how they stopped checking in. And a lot of times when we say we want these things and, oh, my God, we miss them. We miss more of the nostalgia than what it is actually in practice because we don't support it. Right. And so to me, your actions say what you really feel, not what you intend, not what you think or what you think sounds good for everyone else. Andy. That's because AJ and Free left. <laughs> you weren't rolling with Terrence and Roxy? I was rocking with Terrence and Roxy, but they weren't like AJ and Free. I mean, the originals are the originals. I mean, come on. 
but initially I, I have to admit I wasn't sure about AJ and Free and then I was like, okay. But I think too, I was out of the demographic, so it makes sense. When we come for more trending topics and headlines, you're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. I see, I see. Welcome back in. You were locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So, Andy, you were on theme with that, and I bet you don't even know why. Do you know why? Do you know who Joe's long-term fiancé girlfriend is? Roxy, that was formerly of 106 in Park. Are they together? They've been together for quite some time, yeah. But wasn't she dating... Lisa Ray's ex-husband? Child, that was 15 years ago. Well, that's where my mind still is. But, yeah, that was so long ago and brief and not much. I thought they were married for some reason. No, it was never anything even remotely. God, I better, I guess I better leave the house. (laughs) Or something. I love Joe, though. Oh, my God, he's great. So, yeah, they've been together for quite some time. That's one of my favorite songs, actually, Faded Pictures. 1998, um, what's that, Rush Hour soundtrack? I was in high school driving around in a 760 GLE Volvo, bumping that thing. Listen, I remember 98, another good year for music. You know what else? When I think about that Joe thing, there's also Donnell Jones. Oh, God, go I love Donnell Jones. And then Martell that... Jordan, Let's Get It On Tonight, was mm, popping right there. That was, too. but I didn't really like him like You're like, that. I feel that. But Donnell Jones. No, I, lo- I, I have both of Montel's CDs. Good pieces of work, but, man, that Case and Joe, oh. Yeah. That Donnell Jones, what? Bangers. Listen, so, you know. a good time in music. So, um, the chat, again, <laughs> Liddy. Um, Kendi. It's just dropping a lot in the chat. We're going to dispute some of the stuff. That you know what? Well, you know, I like Kendi but... because I like people who stand on business, right? I stand on business. And present facts. I mean, man. You better rep your set. I mean, I mean. So, look. Go ahead, Andy. Yo. Come 2024, uh-huh. we're going to have to retire stand on business. <laughs> oh, let me just say something real quick. It's only it's only for the moment. Like at before, but you're right. The end of the year because it's it's not one of these things that's sticking. It was just for the moment. It was like what who blue boy please. That was funny. So now we use it as a trolling method. I'm standing that's on it. standing on business. So look, Kendi says, let's just acknowledge this. Beyonce has 49 million followers on Spotify. Kanye has 63 million. Um, I'm not mad at 49 million. Like, let's not. I I get the competitive aspect and whatever, but he's a rapper. She's a singer, right? Let's start there. Two, 49 million is not like, oh my God, you're in the goulash, poverty. No one cares. Let's be for real. 49 million is still. 49 million. Then Kendi goes on to say Beyonce's tour was a success, but what would Kanye have done? Remember, he filled stadiums too, and that was just to listen to his unfinished album. Correction. Did he fill? I mean, it was sold out, but did he fill? That matters, you know. Doesn't there so, were doesn't not. Sold out mean filled? There were not 80,000 people to see Kanye drop. 
what was it? It was Pablo when he started doing that, right? Or the one after that. They were not filled to the brim. They And most of the things that were sold out, they were arenas, not stadiums. Check the difference. 60,000 people, since you want to put the numbers in, it makes a difference. Can you, can you classify the difference between an arena and a stadium? I just said t- stadiums are generally sixty to 80,000. Okay. Arenas, about 20,000 or less. How many people does the Staples Center hold? Is that an arena? 20,000. That's an arena? Yeah. Okay. And SoFi is a stadium. stadium. Right. Yeah. So, you know, slight difference in numbers. Um, Let's see. Kendi also says that they are a part of the Kanye West online community and that they could break down how superior Kanye is to Beyonce and Taylor, but they'll save it for another time. I don't think that... Andy, cut your microphone off. (laughs) Right, right. I don't think that... I don't think it matters. But I I don't think that it's a worthwhile comparison because Kanye is a hip-hop artist, even though he branches off into other genres, and they're not comparable. A Kanye concert... If you were going to a Kanye concert, you are not going with the same expectation of the same type of show that you're going to get at a Beyonce concert. Kanye's not giving you a one-two count. You know, I went to a Kanye concert once um, at an arena. <laughs> the Capital One Arena in D.C. Um, it used to be called the the Verizon Center. I'm sorry. I'm like, let me go back to what it, it was. It did used to be called. And before know, that, it was the MCI Center. Yes, it was. I remember that. Do yeah. Tell MCI to. I always think about Bugaboo when I hear Tell MCI, MCI to um cut my phone. Yeah, pause, something break off. my lease so I can move because you a Bugaboo. Yep, that's Are it. You bugging? What you bugging? Who you bugging? Yeah, they filmed that on Melrose. Because it's not. I know. I remember. My arm is in that video. <laughs> is, is it really? It is. No. It is. It is. And. It's the big hair, and because I was in high school, so I had this big afro. Did you know that they fit. were going to be filming, or were I you didn't. like cutting class? And I was, just out there I was, out? I was, I, I was cutting class at the Adidas store. I was okay. going to pick up some Adidas. Well, you're on point. Speaking of Adidas, Kendi has another point for us, and Kendi says the <laughs> fact that Adidas canceled Beyonce's clothing line, whereas the canceled Kanye West's Yeezy flies off the shelves, pretty much says it all. Okay, two things with that. One, we are talking Ivy Park, an athleisure line that was kind of ugly. Um, and the Yeezy footwear thing, very different thing. Like, why are we comparing that? It's not the same thing. Because it's clear. And he- two, Beyonce, I'm sorry, we. I just got to get this point on. Even yeah. with House of Darion, let, let's be real. Love be down. Some people allude to it, but I don't think of Beyonce as one to be known for fashion. So she's country. Okay, so here's the thing. Kendi is just letting you know, and he's making his point, that Kanye West is superior to Beyonce and Taylor Swift. That's all he's doing. Let him have it. (laughs) I'm going to say that Ye is... A different artist. He is superior. Okay. I'm not taking. Let it be you known. You are not. Listen. You are not. He looking got on stage and, and, and interrupted Taylor Swift for the on behalf of who? Yes, Beyonce. Right, right, right. You are not looking for the same thing from Kanye that you are from Beyonce. 
Definitely not. not. Definitely not. What we can agree upon, there are two people who have made cultural shifts and cultural contributions to um, the culture. Facts, facts, facts. Andy? How did this conversation become Beyonce versus Kanye? Um, Kendi. Kendi. You didn't know? And what is the point? Like, what are we trying to get? The point, I just told you that Kanye is superior. Yeah, because he said Beyonce is irrelevant and people aren't checking for Beyonce or paying attention. That's not true. And, and, yeah, right. and her tour didn't even it do, do it great didn't numbers. do that much yeah. just because it was number one that don't mean nothing it that's really what he's making his point bad. and we love when people make their points and they stand on business and, Andy and then Jill you were talking about how Kanye is a hip hop artist like what is the, what do you mean like the fact well, that he's hip hop and Beyonce's R&B like what's what's the issue you're no not comparison. going to them for the same thing that that's all I'm not saying it as in you know they can't live in the same or whatever you're not Beyonce, we girl women, I should not girls, women, let me be correct, let me be politically correct, no shade, no tea. When a lot of times when you turn on Beyonce, you're getting ready to go out or you're like, you know, what did Martin say in that movie? F'em girl, F em, I'm gonna throw on my freakum dress. You know, Beyonce even dress. made that. So I just feel like you're looking for different things. Like Kanye, we can throw on Kanye's workout plan. Yes, you I know, love that gold song. digger, those type of things, but it's a different vibe, different energy. When you're in love, you're not going to go put on some yay as a woman. I'm talking about women, right? You're not listening for yay to say it's just a different vibe that you're looking for. People that are going to that Renaissance concert, even if they wanted to go to a Kanye concert, are not going for the same feeling, right? It's not the same type of celebration, even though both shows could be amazing. And I think that that is just obvious. So, I guess I can agree with you because I went to uh, On the Run mm-hmm. at uh, the Rose Bowl. Yep, I went to that too. That that joint was like 80% a Beyonce concert, 20% Jay-Z. Right. And I was there. I mean, Beyonce did her thing. It I was cool, it. right? It was but dope. that's not what you were... I wanted more Jay. Right. And I wanted Jay to do more of his, you know, his his B-side cuts. He was doing all the little, you know, the uh, the, the female-friendly records. Right. But it was still a dope concert, though. And, and so, and that, but you, but that right there encapsulates what my point is when comparing, you know, Beyonce and Jay-Z. I mean, Beyonce and Jay-Z. Beyonce and, yeah, it, it's purposeless because you're not looking for the same things from them. I mean, even in that, like, in theory, that's a perfect, for someone like me, that's a perfect mess. You know, Beyonce is R&B. I'm not a Beehive member, and that's no shade, no tea. I'm just... I, I don't believe in that type of stuff. But, you know, Beyonce has her cuts where she has her rap persona on. I feel that. I'm a Jay-Z fan. Down. Cuts. B-sides. I love it. So that's a good blend. But I'm not looking for the same thing from them. Even if I'm in the same thing, you know? Oh, forensic accountant. Hey, what's up? We've been waiting on We've you. We've been waiting on you to make your appearance. You've been out chopping wood. He said, history won't judge either of them favorably against the all-time greats. I highly disagree with that. Beyonce is going to be mentioned in the same space. Now, no one can ever duplicate what Michael Jackson did. It can't happen. The times don't allow for it. The way that albums are purchased, the way that we consume things won't allow for us. And, and we can't forget about Rick James because he was the baddest MF of all time. So he has to go in that conversation, well, well, you, too. You, you left out Prince. <laughs> you can't leave out Prince or Janet. 
or for some Madonna, you know, and I loved Madonna in the 80s. But to say that Beyonce won't be up there with it, to say that Kanye won't with some of the th ways that he flipped some of the innovative things that he did as far as concert design. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's, that's a stretch. A, it's, it's, it's a toss up. It's like depending on who you ask, but Beyonce for sure. For sure. Performance wise. Hands She's down. shifted time. Yeah. I know one thing yeah. to a forensic accountant's point. <clears throat> They won't be talking about Beyonce vocally in comparison to to the to the greats. Uh, Do people really talk about Beyonce and her vocals like that? Yes. People mm, people think that Beyonce yes. is like that she sings down. It's all this shade for Beyonce. They're not comparing her to really? Whitney or anything like that. No, or Mariah Carey. So no, no, that, but I'm no. not but I'm not saying that Beyonce can't sing. She can sing. But to to that point. Vocals. Mm -mm. I mean, did you say Nancy Wilson, Ella Fitzgerald, and Nina Simone? Forensic accountants, stop playing. Those are the greats, and we love them. But you know, that's something else. Those are jazz too. standard ladies. Um, their you Christmas better put albums Tina Turner out there if you want to repair, you know, compare an, a classic artist to this. When we come forward, we're going to wrap this conversation up in a bow, or at least attempt to. All of that and more. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 15. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Forensic accountant is still going in the chat. He says, when I say all-time greats, that's what I mean. Let's keep it real. Shaka who? Beyonce does not compare. Patty, Anita, Phyllis, Regina Bell. But this is what you have to keep in mind. Maybe not. But what you also have to keep in mind is... There are other generations' thoughts and opinions that come into play when we do this look back, right? And you can't expect an artist to duplicate exactly. Do you know that there were some people throwing shade at Michael Jackson because they're like, yo, that's what James Brown was doing. What are you saying? As talented as he is. So I think there will always be the case of those who stood before you. But Beyonce was anointed by the other ones. And I have a problem that y'all tried to leave out Janet out of this. I know vocally it's something else. But performance-wise, she set the standard. She the set blueprint. The tone. She is the blueprint. For all these girls. And Beyonce. Well, t the themes on the album or whatever, you know. So I think it is Aziz. Oh, forensic account, you about to get blocked. Blocked. You know what? <laughs> he trolls on a, on a, a know, way know, that no one can. The point is each generation is going to have their own iteration of a top entertainer, a top superstar that may have borrowed or been influenced by those legends beforehand and they stand on their shoulders. But I think to say that Beyonce cannot be held up with some of the greats is just a hater response. You know what I mean? Because the talent, the dedication, the work that she puts in, the themes out, I, I, I think that you were just not rocking with the newness of the situation. That's all. I don't know. What's your thoughts, Trent? Janet Jackson reigns supreme. That's what I think. Always, always, and, that's and forever. Where leave it. If it wasn't for Janet Jackson, there wouldn't be a Beyonce, and we wouldn't have this conversation. Okay. Okay. And if we're going to be technical. Been doing it since she was eight years old in Vegas. Why don't you come up and see me sometime, big 
Boy. No song has ever gave me like Beyonce it. chills, forensic accountant. Don't play with us. Um, and, and. And go back to the Kanye West thing. Janet Jackson also helped Kanye West um, in his career earlier by providing him space to get placements on her Demita Joe album. He pr- produced and wrote a few of those songs. He on did, because she was on Def Jam with yes. that. Yep. And here, here's one more thing. Oh, I just lost my thought. Damn. Name one Beyonce song that gives you chills. Maybe that'll bring your thought back. Oh, there's some. Speechless. Do Speechless give you chills? Speechless is a good one. No, I actually. What about Yes? Do Yes give you chills? Yes is a good one. Um, Me, myself, you. and I. Did, did, what did give you say, you, Andy? Upgrade you. No, no. Upgrade you. Upgrade, upgrade you was a good one. Um, Listen. Um, Partition. Drunk in Love. That gave you chills? Um, not chills. Well, name one that gave you chills. I want to hear this. Well, this I'm not the one. Say, this is my thing. What I will say about Beyonce. <laughs> you have to name one that gave you chills. I, I listen. Forensic accounting is waiting. I well, I can tell you. I really enjoyed. I'm gonna tell you which album. one gave me chills. What? Speechless. Speechless is a great song. That gave me chills. Yeah, it's a great song. It gave me chills. <laughs> this is my thing about Beyonce, though. And I, what I will say is I think that it is an amazing talent to do so because she writes songs that are super catchy but really simple, right? And they they get caught up in people's head. I, right is relative. Don't come for me. We're not going to get into all of that. But I think that is a talent. But sometimes, like, her songs that are sort of anthem or whatever, I don't love. They're not for me. Like, so there's stuff that, um, like, um, what's something that everybody loves that I just, like, uh, I, I thought of it and it just left my head. But, you know. Um if only you knew, chills, absolutely, that before I even knew what if only they knew was, meaning what Patty wanted them to know, mm-hmm. I knew it made me cry. I saw it on Moonlighting. Remember that show with oh, Sybil Shepard and, and, um, and Bruce yes, Willis? on ABC. Yes. And they played Al that Jarreau. in one of the shows. Moonlighting streams. They played if, if Only You Knew in one of the shows, and um, I was like, oh. What is this song? Oh, now I want to play Moonlighting. That's a, that's a good theme song. It is Some Walk By Night. Moonlighting Strange. Especially when you think about what Bruce Willis is currently going to health-wise. So, anyway. That oh, was a Bruce. Great show. Brucey. Listen, we have had a time we tonight. Have. We have, as always, when our Keep It Real friend Trent the Artist is in the building, make sure that you hit him up on social media, Trent the Artist. Yes. Check out his show, In the Mix with Trent. Go subscribe and download. Yes. Get into it. We have more, more, more coming up for you tomorrow. I mentioned some of the interviews that we have, and we'll also have a guest in the building so make sure you are locked in at 9 p.m pacific time right here on kbla 1580 when we come forward when we come forward you're going to hear the best of kbla i hope that you have had an amazing night night amazing night it has been and also get that hate out your heart beyonce is top five top five top five not she is not superior to kanye west <laughs> They're different, and anybody trying to put them in the same boat is hating. I appreciate you guys for locking for in. Me. Always, always, Trent the artist. Yes, everywhere, everywhere. 
hit them up, okay? And, um, you know, make sure you have an amazing night. Shout out to Anouk Carswell. He said, had a great time, great show. Have a good night. Thank you. We appreciate it. We always appreciate you, Forensic Accountant. Kendi, we appreciate you from checking in, dropping all of that knowledge. Don't talk about Rihanna. I like Rihanna. We know she don't have the vocals all you, the way. No, she does. Up. She she can sing Hero by Mariah Carey down. You have to Google that. Have a good night, y'all. <laughs>